And we are live on a special time, new time, 7.30. Uh, and we got a new we got a new co-host early with us. What's up, Mr. Carson Shear? What's going on, guys? Always a pleasure to uh, be on the greatest sports talk show in the world. And it feels even sweeter when your team is in the, uh, in the top four in the CFP power rankings. I called it, Carson. I had it this weekend just the way it was. Michigan State or Michigan, that winner goes to three. So congratulations, buddy. You Thank went you. out. You are in. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Mr. Sis, what's going on? What's happening, partner? Everything's good? Yep, let's get this show rolling. And Mr. Kirkpatrick, what's going on with you? Hey, doing well. Welcome, Carson, to a Wednesday KK Sports show. We got, yeah. you for about, we got you for about 35 minutes, maybe. Uh, we're yeah. gonna, I, think we're, I think it's only right we talk about college football, Kirk, mm -hmm. with Carson <laughs> to start the show. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna add an interactive question for the audience, but cool. I think I'm gonna ask this question to the four of you first, if you don't mind. Yeah. And tonight's show, guys. By the way, for everybody out there listening, little format change, a lot of interaction. So we're gonna expect a lot of interaction from our audience. Questions, comments, you know, whatever you want to throw at us, we will hit you with that topic. So that it's up to you guys tonight to throw the topics at us. But I'm going to throw the first one out for the four of you. Kurt, you got the top four teams. I know this is going to open up a can of worms, but I like to open up the can of worms. <laughs> uh, do you agree with the four teams that are in the college football playoff? Oklahoma, Alabama, what do we have? Michigan no, State. No, not Oklahoma, Georgia. Uh, I'm sorry, Alabama, Georgia, Alabama, Michigan State, Oregon. Yeah. Oregon, yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. start with I'll start with Carson what are your thoughts on it Carson do you agree do you think somebody got left out do you think yeah uh, it was a it was really interesting because you know there was the AP poll that came out Sunday and state moved to five and then the CFP rankings just came out last night but uh, I think the biggest shock was Oregon at four I, I was totally not expecting that I I, I would have preferred if to see uh, Cincinnati at number four but I guess the committee kind of values head-to-head -head more um, so they put Oregon in there um, same record as Ohio State, but they valued the the um, the head-to-head -head matchup more. I think Alabama's fair. Uh, it, it's funny. Like I think we can all agree that number one's kind of clear-cut Georgia. I mean, that's kind of obvious. And then two through ten is like a giant um, catastrophe. It can be any of those teams um, in any any particular order. But yeah, it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens the last couple weeks of football. Um, but yeah, I think Cincinnati at six is a little questionable. Um, but I think the committee did a good job though last night. And I was, I was happy to see my Spartans at three. That was, that was sweet. Kenny, couple questions coming in. Henry Zimanoff, it's been a wild week in the MLB, but a more wilder week in the NFL filled with everything. Absolutely. Our good friend, David Slade from the Rocky Mountain Sports Report saying Oregon has a huge win at Ohio State, but a bad loss against Stanford. Yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. What was what was Henry's uh, Major League Baseball one, Kurt? He was he just said it's been a wild week in MLB, but a wild, but a more wilder week in the NFL filled with everything. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, totally agree with with uh, what what Henry was saying there. And uh, do we see a first interactive question? If not, I'll read it to the audience. Yes, first interactive question: Who are your top four teams in the college football playoff? Okay, let's go. So Carson gave us his. Uh, Sis, what are yours? Who are your top four teams? Do you agree with the with the committee did, or did they leave? No, I, I think Carson nailed it. It was Henry that just said the same thing. Stanford beat Oregon, so I don't know how Oregon's in there. 
my top four, if you're asking me, for this week, and again, I've said this over and over again, to me, these, these standing right now mean absolutely nothing because every yeah. week they're going to change. When we get towards the end of December, beginning of January, then to me, you could really talk shop. If somebody has two losses, in my opinion, including my boys, they're not going to be in the top four at the end of the season. So with that said, I got Georgia-Bama, Carson's Michigan State at three in Oklahoma. That's my four. Two out, I have Ohio State and Michigan. Okay. Kurt, I'm going to go real quick. And then, uh, you know, again, for anybody in the audience that wants to give us theirs, uh, it's an interactive question for you all. Uh, Georgia, Alabama, obviously. I have no problem at all with Michigan State right now. They're they're the undefeated team in the Big Ten. I have no problem with them being number three. The problem I have is with Sis, like you said, Oregon. Now, I'm not going to start a can of worms here because you know how I feel about Cincinnati, but <laughs> I will say that to put Oregon in there over Oklahoma and Cincinnati, I don't get that. Yeah, I don't get that great at point. all. The great being point. they lost the, being they lost the game in their conference, and they're probably the third, maybe fourth best conference. So I would throw Oklahoma in there, an undefeated Oklahoma. All right, you want to throw you want to throw Cincinnati out? I'll give you that. Oklahoma, yeah, Power Five conference, undefeated. They should be number four in my opinion. No so doubt. I'll throw Oklahoma in there as a shocker, and Cincinnati. And Oregon on the outside looking in. Kurt. Uh, we got Alex Alcazaz saying Georgia, Alabama, Michigan State, and Cincinnati. David is, you know, David's going against it saying Cincinnati has only beat an overrated Notre Dame team. Personally, I think the committee nailed it. And I know I was texting you and Beelan. By the way, Amari's saying, yo, what's up, fellas? What's up, Amari? What's up, Amari? Dave, I like your, I like Hello, uh, Amari. Dave and, uh, Dave's Alex, thanks for the response there. I, I agree with both of you. Like, it's, it's hard to agree with both of them, but go ahead, Curtis. Dave's go. going Georgia, Michigan State too, Carson. Hey, let's go. Alabama three and Oklahoma. You know, I was texting you and Beelan over the weekend, and I the committee nailed it because Alabama and Georgia. Georgia's obviously one. I think Alabama's two. Michigan State, does, listen, the Big Ten is the second-best conference, and they're the only one undefeated. They're the best team right now, so they get three. Personally, I think the fourth best team is Ohio State. But you can't put Ohio State up ahead of Oregon because Oregon beat them head-to-head. So I put Oregon four, Ohio State five, Oklahoma six, Cincinnati seven, Michigan eight. And that that's how I'm going to do it. Like Dave said, just Cincinnati does not play anybody. Yeah. And they've, they've had two games where they've struggled against one-win teams. And listen... Th- I don't think, and uh, I think somebody said it yesterday, might have been Herbie on the show. Cincinnati's problem is not even the teams ahead of them. It's the teams behind them. Yep. Oklahoma, um, Michigan, you know, mm-hmm. Wake Forest. Those teams are going to get wins and conference championships, and Cincinnati has nothing. So, I just, it doesn't look good for Cincinnati. I don't think it ever did look good. But, um, you know, I know Sis is saying with the Alabama, the two losses, the, the only thing I'm going to say is what if it's a 17-14 loss to Georgia in an SEC championship by Alabama? They're still the second best team in the country. How they're, how are you not going to put gonna, them in? They're not because there's going to be right. a team. I mean, 
we, we can go opinion. on and on and on and argue, you know, yeah, right. everybody's going to have different right. opinions. Right. But I will say one thing. I was in Atlantic City the week Oregon played Arizona, one of the worst teams in, in college football. And they could not, not stop Arizona's offense. And like Sis said, they lost to a Stanford team. So, all right, you don't want to put Cincinnati in. That's fine. But put another Power 5 team that's undefeated in there, in my opinion. So I would throw Oklahoma in there, who I've been against all year. I would throw them in at number four right now. But uh, all joking aside, I think these teams are going to be beat up on each other. I think the Big 12 is going to be beat up on each other. And uh, I hope I'm wrong for Carson's sake, but I think the Big 10 is going to beat up on each other as well. But here's my question. You know, I they, just hope, they... hope they beat up on each other where one of them can still make it into the playoffs. But here's what Dave's saying. We need an expanded playoff with conference champs again, an, automa- an automatic bid and a couple of at-large bids. But here's my, I guess, here's my question for Carson because, see, I think like what people don't understand is you're looking because you're looking because Cincinnati's going to have that zero at the end of the year. But I don't think the committee's looking at that. And you're saying, oh, well, everyone's going to beat up with each other. Like, you know, you have one team who's played like an overrated Notre Dame team and nobody else. And now you're telling Michigan State, you got to beat Ohio State. You got to beat Michigan. You got to beat Penn State. You got like, you know, I'm sorry. Well, me, a one loss Michigan State team is still better yeah. than Cincinnati. Oh, I are. agree with you there. I'll agree with you there. I thought about it a little bit. I'll give you that. But here's the problem I have. Michigan State's playing with playing, you know, they got it, you know, they got the record on their side. Michigan loses again, they're gone. Ohio State loses again, they're gone. Penn State already has two losses, so they're gone. And Iowa's got two losses. Mm-hmm. Michigan loses one more time, they're gone. So it's Michigan State can, in my opinion, like you said, Kurt, lose one game and beat a Big Ten champs, they're still in the play. But I think the Big Ten champs are going. The Big Ten, and oh, I think. Hey, hey. Here's a question from Mr. Valente. Okay, we're both football coaches, whatever. Now, you just said a 10-1 Michigan State team, which I agree with you, is better than yada, yada, yada. If Michigan State goes 10-1, whatever, 11-1, do they go in before an Alabama team that might lose two games? You know what? No, 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 no. No sign. I I want an answer. All right, I will say this. If okay. Alabama is not the SEC champ, no. And if Michigan State's the Big Ten champ, the big I think the big champ, the Big Ten champs going, and I think the SEC champs going, and that's what it should be. They're the best two conferences, okay. hands down. Those champs should go. But if it that's came fair. down to a one loss and a two loss, Alabama again, who did Alabama? Well, Alabama can't lose anyway because Alabama might not get into the the SEC championship game if they don't win out. But Correct. Carson, Correct. you know, Kenny's looking at it like, well, if, if Michigan State's, you know, 12-1 and and Cincinnati's 13-0, I mean, that's – I'm sorry. Like, Michigan No, State- no, I'm giving you the Big Ten champion, champion if they have one loss. I'm giving you that. Two losses, I can't. I can't do it with two losses. That's me personal. That's my opinion. But, uh, you know, that's how I feel. Uh I do want to – do we want to – anybody else have anything else about this? Well, you know what? Let Carson answer that. Where do you think – Carson's well, the Big Ten guy. What do you think about let, – let's start with Big Ten champ automatically. Are they in? I it's, See, this is what gets really interesting, right? Because State has to play Ohio State and Penn State. 
and Michigan has to play Ohio State and Penn State, and Ohio State has to play us and Michigan. All of those three teams got to play each other. Right. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens towards the end of November because if State loses hypothetically to Ohio State, but then Michigan beats Ohio State, where does that put State yep. for the Big Ten East versus Big Ten yeah, West and the Big Ten Championship? Right? That's a great so point. I think – and again, going back to Cincinnati, like, yes, I think the Big Ten and the SEC have much harder schedules than what Cincinnati's playing. And again, like you guys said earlier, like Cincinnati's beaten a Notre Dame team, and that's about it. Now they're kind of screwed because even if they went out, SMU went out of the yep. top 25. That was the one game that they had left on their schedule last week that they were still ranked. Like, okay, if they beat that, that's another legit win. But now – it's like you just said, Kurt, the team's behind them. I think Oklahoma got screwed, too, because going from four to eight, even if they after they just beat Texas Tech pretty pretty well as well. I know they've had their ups and downs with losses or wins like Kansas and Tulane and stuff like that, but I think Oklahoma is pissed now. They're going to they're gonna play out of their mind, and I think Oklahoma has a legit shot to jump right back into that four spot, too. So it's going to be a giant catastrophe. Um, the, uh, the number three is great. It sounds great now, but again, Purdue's a no gimme. They're a really good team. And then we got to play Ohio state, um, and Penn state. So the entire big, any of the Ohio state, Michigan or Penn state, if they win the big 10 championship and have one loss, I think they're, I think they're in, it, it, it's going to come down to one of those three teams. I don't really see two big 10 teams in the playoff. I think it's a one loss big 10 championship winner. That's in the playoff. Uh, Carson, real quick, David Slade saying two lost teams should be out, sis. So he agrees with you, but then he's also saying go Tigers. So he's ready for you for LSU. But 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 tell sis how he spelled go Tigers. Yeah, G E A U X. <laughs> but here's see, this is my only question, okay? And sis, you you tell me if I'm wrong. See, this is where this undefeated thing, um, this is where like this committee basically sent a message last night of we're not looking at records, we're looking at the eye test, right? You can have a 13 and 0 Cincinnati and right. you may have a 13 and 0 Wake Forest. They're not two of the best four teams in college football. So Correct. you can't just Correct. go and say, well, they're 13 and 0 and like I mean Carson just rattled off top 10 teams, Michigan State's playing them, playing them, playing them. These guys played p- cupcakes. You can't just go and say, well, take the two undefeated teams because then the committee's not doing their job because they're not the two best teams in the country. Well, that, that's why this thing needs to be expanded for what we're talking yeah. about tonight. This, and you're going to have this four-team format next year again. I don't know why they're waiting to 2025 to expand. I don't get it. I don't really understand it. Dave's leaving, no. guys. He's saying he's going to do our show. Have a great show. You guys, too. Yeah, check out hey, Dave, Dave and the guys on uh, Rocky Mountain Sports Support, 4th and 99, and all their other shows. They do a great job over there. Please check those guys out as well. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an exciting time to be a college football fan. I think this year, um, especially with, like, Clemson being out of the picture, I mean, it's like a giant free-for-all from 2 to 10. It's Georgia number one, and it's everybody else is just kind of scrambling for those spots. So I think the playoff ranking show is going to change a lot back and forth from here to the end of November. It's going to be fun no, to watch. No, no Carson, here's, but no here's, a, here's a question to ponder, right? And this never happened. Would you agree? Would you guys all agree the SEC champ is the best? The SEC is the best conference in football. Yeah, but the Big Ten East is a very close second. It's close second, right? <laughs> but here we go. So here's my question: Just say 
Auburn or Texas A&M. They both have two losses. They're both, basically, they both control their own destiny. Well, maybe Alabama does, but I'm saying if Auburn wins out, they win the SEC West, right? Just yeah. say they get, so now they get to the SEC championship. They upset Georgia. You think the SEC champ's I, not going in? I think if, hypothetically, Kurt, and this is where it gets fun, if Auburn somehow, Sis Mayana closes ears, if Auburn somehow beats Bama and Georgia, I think Auburn has a legit case, too. I they mean, you do. just beat number one, you just beat number two. Like, how can you not put them in? You right. know? That's the two loss where Sis is saying it can't happen. I disagree. I think it can happen. And you've never not had the SEC champion in a playoff. So... You know, it's just something to ponder because it is very. It's not a gimme that it's going to be Georgia. Well, you're going to you're going to have you're going to have three teams then in the SEC with two losses. Well, you're going to have be Auburn. A... You're going to have you're going Bama, to have Auburn, Bama, Bama, and you're going to have what do you call it? Maybe A and M. A and M. So, but how, you're going to get. You just... I think who whoever is that SEC West champ is going to get to the SEC championship game if they beat Georgia, like Carson okay, so, said. So you're saying regardless if you're 2-2, two and two, if you win the SEC West championship, you go. That's well, if you got to beat Georgia, you got to be the SEC champ. Right. Okay. I think they go. Carson, you think they got a legit well, chance I think, to go? Yeah, I think if, if hypothetically that crazy scenario happened, I think Auburn would take over Alabama's spot if they beat Georgia and Bama. But that's kind of a long shot. But, I mean, you never know. It's college football. It's right. crazy. So, Kurt, we'll be doing this each week because this is going to change each week. There's going to be upsets. There's going to be new teams coming in. No teams, doubt. Different teams going out. This is going to be fun talk until the playoff. Uh, we got Carson for roughly 15, little maybe 15, 17 minutes. Guys, yeah. real quick, Let's... Joey Clams, Kenny, is chiming in. I got to give you a couple comments from Joey Clams. What's up, Joey? <laughs> Joey Clams. <laughs> Point number one, Oregon got the biggest win of the year at Ohio State. I agree. Yeah, true. Number two, Cincinnati got the second biggest win of the year at Notre Dame. False. <laughs> I, I don't agree with that either. Carson, do you? No. <clears throat> At the top five, you got to say that's all that they're, they're the only team that beat Notre Dame in Notre Dame this year. So you got to give a top five. I don't know if it's number two. Yeah, it's a good win, but I don't five. know if it's the second best. Okay, Car- you're right. Joey Clams, is, five. Joey Clams is coming back saying Alabama's biggest win is Ole Miss. They have a lot of holes. And you, and you might want to cover your ears, Carson, on this one because Joey Clams is saying <laughs> pump the brakes on the Big Ten. I disagree. Yeah, I think they're the I second disagree. best. Conference. I think the Big Ten is for real. I think I, I do too. Speaking of the Big Ten, Kurt, we got Carson for a few more minutes. Let's do a little. Let, I got. Let's talk about his Michigan State and Big Ten for about five minutes, and then we'll do your quick hitters and before Carson has to go. Okay. All right. I'm going to write our next interactive question in there. My my questions to Carson and the four of you, and we'll get the Big Ten going now because Carson's okay. Michigan. State. State had a huge win. Floor is his now. Michigan State finally <laughs> beat Michigan. A lot of talk with the Michigan guys. I don't see any of them talking today. Mark and Mari and some of the <laughs> other Michigan fans. But uh, my question to Carson, and then I'll go Sis, Kurt, and myself. Big Ten champs, Carson. Who's going to represent the Big Ten? Oh, wow. If, if State beats Ohio State, State's winning. 
they're winning the Big Ten championship. That's the only game I have legit concern about. And I think it goes the same for Ohio State. If Ohio State beats Michigan State, even if even if they lose to Michigan, because we still have that tiebreaker between – it would be really weird if if that were to happen. But, yeah, I would say if we beat Ohio State, I think State is the, uh, the Big Ten champ. I mean, you saw what Kenneth Walker did against Michigan's defense, five touchdowns on him. I don't think he's going to have another five-touchdown game, but that was one of the greatest performances I've ever seen uh, from a state running back period. Um, but yeah, it, it's crazy. Again, it's, it's, it's Michigan, Ohio state. Michigan's not even out of it yet. I know they just lost to us, but they can still find a way to creep back in. You know, we have a couple, if we lose to Ohio state, Michigan beats Ohio state, you're going to have a three way tie for first place at the end of the year. So it's going to get, it's going to get really crazy, but I'm, I would go with state for now. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Sis, mm-hmm. And I got the audience. Uh, I wrote the next question for the audience. I want to know anybody out there who will be the big 10 champs this year. You agree with Carson, or are you going somebody else? And uh, sis, how are you going in this big uh, ten? Here, here, here's my concern, and I think Carson will understand this when I say it. They cannot have a letdown this weekend at Purdue. Yeah. Or, or, or they're done. If they beat Purdue, and they beat Ohio State, there's no way that team won't be in the top four at the end of the year. It's not. It's impossible. I agree. Yeah, Purdue, they gotta Purdue's go. A, um, it's it, they're saying it's a trap game, and, and I'm Purdue, I don't blame Purdue's them. a headache. You're just coming off a real big win over Michigan, but you know what? Yeah, I'll I'll still say. Michigan I don't want to be like an Iowa situation where we went to two, and you know right. they got exactly. Purdue. You know, right? But I think Michigan State will beat them. You know, I'm going to go before you, Kurt, because uh, Sis took took the words out of my mouth. But but you know what, Carson, when everybody's saying watch out it's a trap game nobody had iowa losing to purdue purdue beat them now everybody's saying oh watch out michigan state watch out michigan state yeah mel tucker is going to have that team ready to play this week in my opinion and they're going to take they're going to take care of business mm-hmm. and they're going to stay undefeated that yeah, being said yeah i think it's their year carson i do this kid I, walker yeah I really hope so, and I, I love what Tucker's doing. First of all, by the end of this year, I hope we re-sign this man. Uh, I do not want him going to LSU, all the rumors with that. Um, I think the boosters need to fund him because we need to have uh, Tucker, what he did in two years. He's the only coach in the history of college football for his first two games against Michigan is 2-0, and which is kind of crazy to say. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a giant catastrophe. You know, our, our offense looks really good. Naylor's hurt, so I'm a little concerned about that. But, I mean, our defense is the ultimate definition of bend, don't break. We give up a ton of yards. And, and, and credit to Cade McNamara, he, he had a hell of a performance against us. Um, but we got a – our red zone defense is great. But if they, they, they get some big big breakout plays, we're in, uh, we're in some trouble. Kurt, floor is yours. Michigan, who's the you, Big Ten champ? You know that Ohio State. I mean, if it comes that Ohio State games at Ohio State, right? Yeah. So again, that's where I would lean towards Ohio State a little bit. But again, this is why just say Michigan, just say Michigan State is undefeated. Ohio State has the one loss. Ohio State beats them, you know, thirty to twenty-seven. Ohio State goes and wins the Big Ten. Why is Michigan State out with one loss to Ohio State? Ohio State's, you know, there's your two, there yeah. could be your two Big Ten teams. Why not? If Oregon gets beat and Alabama gets beat and now it's Georgia, Ohio State won two, 
Michigan State's probably the best, most deserving team with all those other wins. So I don't think it's do or die. I don't think Michigan State has to be undefeated. I think a one-loss team to the right now. I don't think they could lose to Purdue. I think if they lose to Purdue, that's trouble. But Yeah, I agree. My only concern, Kurt, and then we'll get into your quick hitters to finish off Carson when he's because he's got to leave in a few minutes. I think the and you all may agree with this. I think the committee has a maybe. I'm just going to throw a number out there: ten teams that yes, a one-loss team like Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson. If they all had one loss, Notre Dame. I know they're not there now, but you know, certain teams. I think they favored one one loss. I don't know if they're gonna send a one-loss Michigan State into the playoff. I just don't know. That's my opinion. I think there's a set amount of teams that they have in their head. Oh, one loss, we're still going to put them in. I don't know if Michigan State's one of them. But I think it's going to come down to who are they going against. If if it's a one-loss Michigan State against a one-loss Oregon, Oregon's Pac-12 champs, Oregon beat Ohio State, Michigan State didn't beat, then Oregon goes before them. But I think Michigan State one loss is going before Cincinnati. I just, I do. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know if I agree or disagree with that yet. I I, I get your point. I do. And Henry's asking, does the strength of schedule matter most in the college football playoff rankings? Or is it the... Or is it the win-loss record? I think it's the the, the schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the strength it, it, of schedule. You did open my eyes, Kurt, with high school strength of schedule because there's teams in the in the high school playoff. I was looking that are four and five, and they got the seven seed. And like I'm, I picked them to win because of their strength of schedule. So Park Ridge you know, is you playing it. Up my Park, eyes a little bit. Park Ridge County's playing a team that's three and five. Right, three and five. But you know what, sis? I, I, I want to ask sis this question. This will be my last point on this, okay, sis? You're the high school coach. You've coached in the bigger programs. And this is what – I know it's not exactly alike, but this is what I'm comparing now. What? I'm comparing um, – I'll compare the college football playoff, okay? Okay. You get you got the big boys in, in, in high school, right? You got Bergen Catholic undefeated. Seton Hall Prep, two losses. Right. St. Joe's, three losses. Right. Bosco, four losses. Right. right. When you start talking about, okay, if you're going to put that together, who's going to play those schools? Are you taking a Bosco with four losses or are you taking a Cranford, um, uh, Caldwell at 8-0? and I'm taking Bosco with four losses. They're they're better. They're St. Joe's is better than them. Bosco's better. DePaul's better. Del Barton's better. They're just all better teams. You can't just look at well, you know, they're seven and zero. Caldwell hasn't played anybody like Bosco, Joe's, Bergen, St. You know, like they keep beating each other. That's the SEC and the Big Ten, in my opinion. So, well, how does the three and five Shabazz team play Park Ridge at seven and one? I don't I don't get it. Is it points? It's points. Still... It's, it's because somewhere along the line, Shabazz probably beat somebody who has these power points to get in. Right. Well, my question is, the high school teams are still doing these points? Yeah, similar, uh, similar. It's okay. a little different, got, but similar. I got you. I got you. Okay. Amari's saying, man, the Big Ten is tough. Yeah. We got roughly 10 minutes with Carson. You want to do some quick hitters? Yeah, let's. I'll, I'll bang them we'll, out. We'll be quick. I'm going to yeah, go. Quick hitters, Carson, it's, it's, it's equivalent to rapid fire. Kurt okay. Usually has some fun ones. All right, I'm gonna go cool. sis. 
I'll go Sis, Carson, Kenny. Okay? Here we go. Sis, okay. is Odell Beckham done with the Cleveland Browns? No, I think they're done with him, though. Carson. Uh, no. Kenny. I'm going to say no as well. I think uh, I think he does something over there going forward. All right. Sis, if Mike White, the Jet backup quarterback, has a couple more games <laughs> like he did last Sunday, do the New York Jets have a quarterback controversy? Oh, absolutely. There, there's no way you can't play this kid now. He was phenomenal. Carson. Yeah, I mean, you, you saw what he did. And I mean, if that if he outperforms Zach Wilson, that's kind of embarrassing. Yep. By the way, Eddie yep. Murphy saying Odell will be a Raider when the Browns release him. It's a good team for him. Uh, uh, Kenny, what about especially, you? Especially what's, what's going on now. Good yeah. point, Eddie. Uh, Kenny. Yeah, I'll make it real quick. I, I, uh, I think there is going to be a quarterback controversy. And goes back to me saying Trevor Lawrence should have had some competition. You should have given Zach Wilson some competition in preseason instead of just handing him the job. Okay. Next one says, with the addition of my boy Von Miller, are the Rams now the Super Bowl favorites? Absolutely, positively, 100%. That defense is going to be sick now. Carson. Yeah, yeah, the rich get richer. Go Rams. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Kenny. Mm -hmm. Still think it's a three-horse race. I'm not going to put the Cardinals in there. I think it's still the Packers, Buccaneers, and Rams. Three horse three. Real three quick, speaking race. of the Packers, Aaron Rodgers has got COVID. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about NFL in a little bit. I got okay. some injuries. And okay. We'll talk about some NFL injuries in, in a few minutes. All right, next one. I'll start this one with Kenny. What school will Arch Manning commit to? a good question kurt uh it's gonna be an sec team but i'll get back to me i'll think of it it's gonna be an sec team carson um boy uh yeah i'm with kenny sec i'm not sure what colleges are on his watch list but i think an sec school sis bama I talk, yeah i talked to eli he's going to bama okay <laughs> there you go all right carson uh, i'll, I'll go with sis and bama Dark horse can be uh, – I don't think he's going to go to Tennessee or all this because that will be too much of a comparison. That's all I'll say. Okay. Mm -hmm. Carson, starting with, with you, if you could hire any college football coach besides Nick Saban to be your head coach, who would you take? Tell him, Carson, sis. <laughs> so, wait, so if I could have any coach to coach my college team besides any Saban? Any coach, but it can't be Nick Saban. Um. Why not Mel Tucker, right? Yeah. I mean, he's he's done some crazy things the past two years. I'm going to go with Tucker. Why not? Kenny. <laughs> Mel Tucker's got to be on that list. The way he, what he's doing. Uh, I'll bring back in, I, I, anybody, past or present? No, present coach in college present. football. Present coach in football. Uh, man, you put, you've given me blanks here tonight. Uh <laughs> All right, I'll go Mel Tucker right now, but I'll think of somebody else in a Six. second. Anybody besides Saban? I, I would only go as a package deal if you came as the offensive coordinator. I'll take but that. In all, on, all honesty, uh, Lane Kiffin. Oh, that's a good one. That's oh, a good one. I think yeah. he's a. I think he's a great. He's a clown, but I think he's a great coach. I like great our guy Shiano here at Rutgers. 
Give him a big school. <laughs> please, please, don't let me puke. Please. <laughs> sis, sis, real quick, is Zion Williamson a bust? Oh, wow. No, no, I'm not going to say that. He's Kenny. a little banged up. No, I won't say that. No. Kenny. Yes, for the Pelicans, but his next team, no. Carson. I like Kenny's answer. I think yes for the team, but not the player. I think Zion's going to be fine if he if he goes someplace mm-hmm. else. All right, a couple more real quick. Do the Brand, do Atlanta Braves, by the way, shout out to John Beelan and our good friend Phil yeah. Benetti. They're big Brave fans. Congratulations, John. Yeah, yeah. Sis, do the Braves repeat next year? No, definitely Carson. not. No. Kenny. No. Okay. Kenny, will the Yankees sign either Freeman or Carrera? Uh, ah, Carrera next year. No on Freeman. My gut's telling me he's gonna, he may go after Correa, but I sure as heck hope not. Carson. Yeah, I think Correa's got a shot with the Yankees. Um, side note, side note though, I'm really happy for Freddie Freeman. Uh, he's been with the Braves since 2007. He finally got a ring, so that was pretty sweet. Sis. I would take Freddie any day of the week over Carrera. Any day. Eddie Murphy saying no. Carson, give me a wrestling name for Sis. <laughs> um, uh, uh, wow. Um, uh, the, the, uh, the, the big chomper. And Kenny. <laughs> give me Wait, one for Kenny. wrestling name? Carson, Eddie, give me, give me one for Kenny, Carson. Ciciliano. Getting the, the guns. Any guns. Oh God. Um. Oh. Um. The forensic fanatic. There you go. There you go. Sis, <laughs> give me one for Carson. Joe Buck's twin brother. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny, give me one for Sis. Eddie, two guns. <laughs> I like that one. All right, last one, Carson. You're up first. Right now, you have to sign good. this. You have to sign this right now, Carson. You can have, you can have one of the three, but only one of the three. Right now, you sign up for Michigan State to be the national champions in football this year, the Lions oh. to win the Super Bowl next year, the Tigers to win the World Series next year. Which one? Wow, I think State to win it this year because I'm a student at the school. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Mm-hmm. Sis, right now, Alabama to win the national championship this year, the, the Giants to win the Super Bowl next year, or the Yankees to win the World Series next year? Tuffy, but I'll go with Bama. And Kenny, Knicks to win the NBA championship this year, Giants to win the Super Bowl next year, Yankees to win the World Series next year. Seeing the Yankees and Giants do it. Give me a Knicks championship, baby, and we party in New York City <laughs> at the Garden. Eddie Murphy's got a question. How much are the Yankees going to want to spend on a shortstop, and which one of those two, Correa or Seager, going to move to third in a couple years? Anybody want to grab that? Uh, I, I'm i going to say, Ed, I think they're, they're – I hope I'm wrong, but I think they're going to make a big splash for Correa. And – uh might be you know it seems like these contracts are like six seven years and what in like the the 150 range for korea one 150 160 does that sound about right probably 25 million a year Mm -hmm. 
I don't want to do it, but I, I could see Cashman the way he's been aggravating me doing it. Uh, Kurt, you got any more quick hitters? We got about two minutes with Carson, so I wanted to get his closing thoughts. Real quick, yeah, got, John, got, John Beelan saying, fellas, salty Kurt with his Astros talk, LOL. Sorry, Carson. Oh, yeah, you're, I got about 10 more minutes. I can go until 820. Okay. Not a boy, Carson. Eddie Murphy's, I'm going to answer Eddie Murphy's next question. Do you pay him $300 million? That's what I've been hearing. Absolutely not. Okay, I but, am not paying him $300 million. By the way, uh, Phil Benanti saying congratulations, John. They're congratulating. Phil, we gave you a shout-out. We gave Mr. Beelan a shout-out for uh, being an Atlanta fan, so we know you're diehard fans. Congratulations. And we yeah, also, congrats, Beelan. We also got to give a happy birthday out to Mrs. Beelan tonight. So it's her birthday yes. tonight. So happy, birthday. Happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy um, birthday. So that's that, Mr. Kirkpatrick, with the quick hitters. Okay, anybody else got anything else on the quick hitters? Nope. John's saying Correa is getting $30 million and probably looking for like five, six years. Not doing it. Not doing it. I hope we're not doing it. Uh, sis, we got 10 minutes with, with Carson. Do you want to do something that's on your mind? Yeah, let's go. Wait. Uh, very unfortunate that I got to talk about this tonight, but I think it's very important. We all know the situation with Mr. Henry Ruggs. Played for Bama, 217, national champ, 12th round draft pick. Um, I want to start out with Don, Don, yeah, Dante Stallworth, 2009. Same exact situation. Got 30 days in jail, 100, 1,000 hours community service. Then we'll go to Josh Brent, killed Jeremy Brown from the Cowboys in 2000, <clears throat> excuse me, in four. He got 80 days in jail, 10 years probation. 1988 Rams defensive end Dwayne Goodrich pleaded uh, criminal homicide. He got a three-game suspension. I'm not sitting here, no way, no how, because I'm an Alabama fan. This kid was a stud, but this kid, unfortunately, at 22 years old, has gotten millions of dollars, Okay came from the hood in Alabama where he probably had to wear his brother's pants and they shared shoes and they shared food. And then all of a sudden, one day, you have all this money. My point tonight is, and I'm going to start with Kenny, do you think there should be like a, a guardian parent per se when these kids sign at 22, 23, and they get all this money, instead of this money going directly to these kids, should they be able to step in and, and help the kid, like, you know, um, manage it? Is is the NFL part partly wrong? Not for what he did last night, but making these kids instant millionaires at, a, at an age of 22. Think back when you were 22, if you had $5 million. You know what yeah, I'm saying, I, but go ahead. I, I know what you're saying. I think the NFL should. I'm I'm hoping they do, but like like any job you go, you have you have a 401k, you know, or savings account. Like maybe if you're getting five million, maybe a million of that's going to you, and four millions going into a 
a trust fund or something, you know. Nice. Okay. Uh, I think the problem is, though, a lot of these, you know, Henry Ruggs, you know better. You know, there's Uber now these days. You know, we didn't have Uber 20 years ago. Well, Kenny, you know, real quick, have... not to cut you off, but Beelan's saying they are stupid. The NFL offers you a car service. Don't be stupid. I agree. And I was just going to say, you know, car service, Uber. But the, what I'm getting at is, and it's not an excuse, but you have these Las Vegas. <laughs> That's a city that never sleeps, party all night long. You know, what time did this accident happen? 340. He was probably out partying and at one of the casinos, you know, the resorts. <laughs> you know, look what happens. So, you know, it's unfortunate. It's terrible what happened. You know, it's it's a lesson, hard lesson learned and condolences to the the family of the person whose life was lost. Carson, you know? what do you think, Carson? We had this conversation before a few months ago about when celebrities get in trouble and they get a slap on the wrist. Now, when, now what, in Henry Ruggs' situation, there was a f- fatality involved, and obviously, God bless the family and um, everybody that knew that particular individual that passed away. Um, mm-hmm. But the first thing he did wrong was drink and drive, right? Regardless if – I mean, obviously, it's terrible that right. somebody had to die out of this, but – you should get this. It should be the same penalty across the board, no matter what the result is. If you break the law and you're stupid and you're an idiot and you drink and drive, it should be way more of a severe punishment than a slap on the wrist for all these kids who can bail themselves out because they have millions of dollars. Because again, I, I think we had this conversation before, you know, if that was a guy, a random guy off the street, I think he would have, uh, gotten a lot more t- jail time, a lot more fines involved. But again, it, since he's a, a millionaire, he could just pay it off. Um, but again, it's, it's obviously terrible. And they're, I mean, just, you, you, you're you, like Kenny just said, you're, you're better than that. There's Uber. There's, there's a bunch of people you, you can call your friend to, to come pick you up. I mean, there's, you, you got to think more than, than just be an idiot and uh, get behind a wheel. So, I mean, okay. just, just don't be stupid point blank. <laughs> Kurt. Yeah, Beelan's just saying, you know, going 150. I mean, that's just insane. Going 150 in a car, 23-year-old woman in a 40-mile-an-hour zone, but go ahead. Yep. 23, you know, I mean, you know, like we're saying all this, but the big thing is the 23-year-old girl who lost, you know, lost her life and and her dog. Um, It's, again, like, it's a shame, you know? Like, listen, I wanted Henry Ruggs on Denver. I was a big Ruggs guy, you know? Right. And um, you just saw a, a picture. I was actually telling Jen, the other night, like I saw a picture on Facebook, which like this little thing where they, they played um, the Raiders played the Eagles two weeks ago. And Henry Ruggs and Devontae Smith used to do this little like high five thing yep. before the games. Yep. And they yep. did it in the opposite uniforms. And uh, it, it, yep. it's heartbreaking, you know, like you, you feel for the kid because, you know, he, he threw his life away. You know what? The thing is, what's NFL going to do? The Raiders had to release him. You know what, what's going to happen down the line? I mean. You know, he also had. Didn't he also have like a, a loaded gun in the car? I he think had. They, he had. He had an unregistered pistol. Yeah. So, it, I mean, ahead, how long ahead. is this guy gonna be in jail? What he all he did? You know, it's it, what he did. He threw his life away. Is what he there's did. There's no. There's no negotiation room there. He, he's looking at. He. He. They didn't give the. Um, he got bail. The bail money was only a hundred and fifty thousand, which I was shocked. They didn't. I didn't see a, a date yet where he's got to go to court for the, you know, for the sentencing. He's looking at two to twenty. In my opinion, he's probably going to get 
two years, whatever the case may be. But like you just said, Kurt, his career is ruined in the NFL. Even if he was found like not guilty or whatever, which is not going to happen, they have their own take on this. Right. They step yes. in and do that. You know, they step in and say, "Wait a minute, okay, you got yes, off with the law." Going to Carson go. He has a stream at eight thirty. I want to thank him for joining us tonight. And uh, Carson, where can our audience uh, find you tonight? Uh, if you want to let us know yeah, where like, you're heading. If you guys like casino content, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays on YouTube, um, we post highlight videos and we go live on Twitch. Ticket time uh, at eight thirty Eastern time uh, tonight, Saturday and Monday as well. But uh, yeah, guys, it's always a pleasure. I love coming on the show with you guys. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the games. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking more sports with you guys. And uh, yeah, again, thanks again for having me, guys. Carson, Carson. we'll follow. We'll, we'll we'll see you in about an hour. Cool. Sounds good. We'll see you take, guys. Take care. Couple more comments, Kenny, real quick. Murphy saying he's seen uh says that twenty years possibility for rugs. Uh Beelin saying he's just plain stupid. You wanna be an adult and buy a house, a car, whatever, but you can't be an adult with drinking and driving. Agree? Eddie Murphy saying and this is this this is the point that's scary. If that was any one of us, there would be no bail. No, that that again, I agree with him hundred and fifty percent. Now you want some stats from two two thousand and two twelve. There were six hundred and twenty four NFL players arrested for DWI. In two thousand and twelve itself, there were seventy five players. So obviously, these millionaires again. I, I don't, I'm not saying don't go out and have a drink, but right. the NFL gives free car service. You don't even need to spend your money on Uber or right, Lyft right, or whatever right. it is. So, you know, you know, we're laughing, but I, I just cannot comprehend that. I really can't. And again, I'm, I'm not sitting here and I'm not feeling sorry for Henry Rose. He took a 20-year-old, 23-year-old. Yeah, I agree with you, flight. sis. I agree. The, the kid was minding our business at a stop sign or whatever the case may be. You know, I just think, again, like I said earlier, that you're handing a kid that came out of the hood had nothing all of a sudden two years later he's a millionaire his house was 10 miles away he got a million dollar home in vegas it was just it's just too much think about it again when you were 22 years old somebody handed you five six million dollars i mean come on man you know it's just uh it's crazy it's crazy but yeah. that uh that pretty much wraps up my segment for tonight it, again it's a shame because people's lives were changed, including his family. He's got a, a baby his girlfriend had in May. He's a father now. Now he's in jail for, again, when he gets sentenced, who knows how long. And, and, and unfortunately, he ruined his life. I'm going to be, and I'll end with this, with this segment. I'm going to be curious if they interview Sabin about this. Really am. Yeah. But thank you. Yep. Yep. Sad. Very sad. Okay. Uh, do we want to get into the trade deadline a little bit, Kurt? Why don't we uh, – we're at 825. Why don't we talk about your Broncos for, for a few minutes? We can do that real quick with Von Miller. Okay. You know, why don't you give us your thoughts, Briggsy Broncomania, on Von Miller's career with the Broncos and uh, tell us, you know, what – you know, 
what your thoughts were. You know, yeah, I mean, listen, listen, you know, you guys know I love Von Miller. I'm a big Miller guy. He won us a Super Bowl almost single-handedly. Just one of the best postseasons ever, postseason run. But um, I'm going to be honest, you know, and I know me and Sis talked about this off the air. You know, this was, uh, you know, I think George Payton, the GM, basically said, hey, I'm going to go for it until it doesn't look like we can get it. And you know what? At four and four... Losing three out of your four, I'm sorry, four out of five. You know what? Vic Fangio just didn't get it done. And listen, to get a second and a third round pick, if they would have played, if they would have kept Von Miller and he would walk in free agency, they would have got a fifth round pick. So they traded him for a second and a third. And you know what? I don't know. I still got a little sneaky um, opinion that he may be back because he is a free agent. The Rams don't have money. He loves Denver. And who knows? That might happen. But I like the move. My only thing with Bronco Mania is I'm going to say this, and I want to see if Sis and Kenny, you agree with me, okay? All we keep hearing about is, you know, you got to find a quarterback. You got to find a young quarterback that has a strong arm. You got to find a young quarterback that's somewhat that that's someone that's some somewhat athletic. You got to find a quarterback that's the cockiness that has the it factor. I don't know if that quarterback is on the bench wilting away number three, Drew Locke in Denver. But I'm going to say this. If we don't get Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, or Deshaun Watson, and this kid goes somewhere else in a place like Pittsburgh, and he shines, okay? You had this kid for three years. And you made the decision, you let Vic Fangio, a guy who never won a game in September until this year, a guy whose defense is proven he, they can't finish in Denver, you let him basically make the final call on Teddy Bridgewater over Drew Locke and to really not see what Drew Locke could truly be, then you know what? It's the dumbest move that organization ever did. So for George Payton... For his sake, he better know there's a wink-wink deal somewhere that's going to get him Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. Because if he lets this kid go, and he had all, and like they're saying, young, it factor, cocky, strong arm, athletic, that's Drew Locke, right? It's Drew Locke. He's got everything there that you just called. And if you don't let him play... play a, I want to do something off script real quick. It'll take about two to three minutes. And I want Sis to play along, and I'm going to play along. And I want us to be play honestly here. We're going to go through the Broncos' schedule the rest of the year, and we'll just all say win or loss, and then I'm going to tally it up at the end. Okay? At Dallas this week. Loss. If Dak plays, loss. If Dak doesn't play, win. So that's going to be – I'll say I'll say loss. I'll say loss. Kurt. Loss. Either way, loss. Sis. Yeah, I agree with Kurt. Either way, it's a loss. Okay, back to Sis. Philadelphia at home. Uh, the Eagles are at the Broncos? Yes. I, I take the Broncos there. I'm with you. I'm taking the Broncos. Kurt. I'll tell you, I'm with you, too. Okay. And they have their bye. No, I'm sorry. They don't have their bye. Yeah, they have their bye. Chargers at home. I'm giving them a win there. Kurt. I'm giving them a win there, too. 
Sis. Same thing. When? Okay, we'll do these quick. Uh, uh, at Kansas City, I got a loss. Loss. Kurt. Loss. Sis. Again, uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say win. Kansas City did not impress me against the Giants. You're right. You're right. Uh, the next two are at home, Detroit and Cincinnati. The way Cincinnati lost to the Jets, I'm giving them a win in both of those games. All right, Kurt. I'll give you the wins. Give me wins. Sis. I don't think they could beat Cincinnati, to be honest with you. Okay, win and loss for Sis. we got three more. At Vegas, at Chargers. I'm going to go loss in both of those games. Kurt. Loss in both of the games. Sis. They have the... They're at the Chargers and, and Vegas, you said? Yes. Yeah, I'll say lost in both of those games. And Kansas City to end the season at home. I'm going to have them beat in Kansas City at home. Kurt? No, lost. Sis? I'll say they'll beat Kansas City in Denver. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. Five more wins. What's their record now, Kurt? Four and four. I got them at nine and eight. Kurt has one, two, three, four. So you got them at eight and nine. Sis has them at winning five more games, nine and eight. So Sis and I have your, your Broncos at nine and eight, which successful season. You have them at eight and nine. Nine and eight. Can that get you in the playoffs, maybe? Yep. Possibly. Yep. In that okay, division, so, yeah. Yeah. Sure. And Sis is in mind, if they make the playoffs successful season. What happens with the Broncos? Do they keep Bridgewater? Do they keep Fangio? They have to go no. to the championship for a bust, no, right? No, 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 no. That whole Kurt thing. has him. But the realistic guy is Kurt. Sis, let's give it. Sis, eight and nine out of the playoffs. What do you want to see next year, Kurt? Aaron I'm going to be honest. I, it, it's over for them already. It's over for it's over for Shermer. It's over for um, Fangio, and it's over for. Um, Bridgewater. It, it's done. They're gone. I mean, I agree with Sis. Listen, why fire them? Let them finish out. Let them play yep. Teddy Bridgewater. Yep. But it's done. Right. They're they're going. They're gunning for Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. It's one of the two. They're gearing up. I, I heard Dan Patrick today. Listen, they're going to have all their picks for the next couple drafts. They believe that they have everything in place but a quarterback. And with the quarterback, you're going to get yourself an offensive head, hopefully an offensive coach, but a new head coach. You're going to let Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers run that offense. You don't need anything. You got all the weapons. You got a decent offensive line. You got your running backs. You know, your defense is still pretty good. Well, that, so that's what it's going to be. My last word will be, I believe in draft capital. And by getting a second and third round pick for Von Miller makes me think they are looking towards next year. If they have to give up first round pick next year for Aaron Rodgers, you got two second round picks. You can load up somewhere where you need for Aaron Rodgers in the second round. Yep. You know, that's how I'm looking at it. So anything else, sis, before Kirk gets the exact last uh, final word on Bronco media. Yeah, real real quick, getting back to the Broncos, who right now – because, like, I agree with Kirk. That, that, that whole staff is done at the end of the year. Who right now are the leading candidates in both of your opinions for the Bronco job? Uh, that's, that's a great question. Um, somebody, I think we, somebody, I, maybe we do some, that. Somebody, maybe we do that next. Maybe. Somebody off of staff well, or, or a veteran head coach. I got a name for Sis, and it, this comes up with the Seattle thing. 
okay? It comes up with, and it's a very reliable source. It's his okay. name is uh, Benjamin Albright. He's a big Denver source, and okay. he said, just he said, keep an eye out for this: Russell Wilson as your quarterback, and Dan Quinn, who was their defensive coordinator when Seattle won right. that Super Bowl, right? As your head coach, they have the Seattle connection. I don't know how okay. would you feel about that. I think that's a great move for that organization. Big time. I Dan Quinn's a hell of a coach. I respectfully disagree. But what are you talking about? Your, for your Broncos or Seattle? For, for Denver. For Denver. I respectfully disagree because you have a defensive coach in Pangeo, and where's that gotten you? And what did Dan Quinn do with the Falcons? Blew a Super Bowl. That was, and then they weren't, then that was, he was a one year wonder, in my opinion. That's just my opinion on the guy. I don't. Yeah, but I think that, he's that a great coordinator. That, I think he's a great coordinator. But that wasn't him. That wasn't him calling the plays. That was I get Shanahan that. I get calling that. the plays. Okay. No, I get, I get it. Just, I get what you're saying. Okay. My opinion. I think he's an awesome coordinator. Look at what he's doing with the Cowboys this year. Okay. Head coach. I don't know. There's a lot of guys that are made for head coaching. There's a lot of guys that are made for just coordinator. Right. Yep. You're 100 percent right. Next there. week. Next week. Why don't we do this? We do our homework. Top five candidates to replace Vic Fangio. We'll do that next week on Bronco. Like uh, Again, as you it, real quick, it, it, you're you're the head coach. You're bringing in Kurt Valenti to run the offense. Well, guess what? Let Kurt Valenti run the offense. That, yeah, that, but that's the problem. Pat Shermer's running their offense this year with Vic Fangio. Who you know? Well, I, that's I, don't know. They, I, I think they need an offensive line coach. That's why they brought Shermer in to run the offense, Kenny. What was that? They brought Shermer in to run their offense. I, I don't get your point. No, I'm saying I think they need an offensive-minded head coach. That's my my my. Oh, okay, yeah. But all uh, I'm saying is, if, if you're bringing in Kurt Valenti, Schumer, uh, uh, Jason Garrett, if, if you're saying this guy's going to run the show for me, then you know I don't think judge myself real quick, and we'll end this segment. I don't think Joe Judge is calling plays, to be honest with you. No. I really don't. No, I don't and, think so. Neither. And Garrett stinks, but yep. that's it. I, I have my say. All right, I'm going to bring in Paul. I want to do some NFL uh, injuries. We had some big injuries last week. We'll do okay. that for about 10 minutes, and then we'll finish the show with, with some Giants talk tonight. Does that work for you guys? That's good. And there's our good friend Paul Rosen down in Florida. How you doing, Paul? All right. How are you guys tonight? All right. We're still getting used to our uh, fall back. I guess we will fall back with our time change as well. So K and K Sports shows fall back show. We should have called it tonight. But uh, we're doing good. Uh, we're going to talk a little NFL uh, injuries for a few minutes. We didn't touch on that, and then we're going to get into the the Giants after that. A uh, couple injuries I wanted to bring up. And the thoughts on was uh, Sis brought up Aaron Rodgers, uh, non-vaccinated, has uh, uh, not playing this COVID. week. He has COVID. COVID. He right. has COVID. Uh, question I have is: Is this you know what we're going to see from Jordan Love, or is it Blake Bortles? First question I have, and then uh, what happens if this kid has a good game? Are we going to look at a quarterback controversy, or are we going to? You know, what, what's the story there? I'll start with Paul. No, there's not going to be any 
quarterback controversy in Green Bay. I, I think he's going to be out for the chief game. That's it. And he'll be back once he's approved by the league to come back. Portals uh, will start. Uh, if he's not effective, maybe they'll bring in love. But, uh, I mean, Rodgers will be in there the next game. That's it. I guess, I mean, let me rephrase that question. If Love has a bad game, what does that look like on the Green Bay staff? Yeah, uh, that'll add some zeros to uh, Aaron Rodgers' uh, contract negotiations. Let's put it that way. Um, what, are you, what are your thoughts on it, Sis? Do you think this is, you know, we're going to see all, Mike Rodgers as MVP? I want to say hello to Mr. Paul. How are you? Thank you. Good evening, sis. Sis, oh, I throw my two cents in for a, res- a wrestling name for you. Go ahead. Yes. No, no. Don't let don't make her happy. No, I'm teasing. Come on. Go ahead. Go ahead. We're all friends. We're all friends. This is. Fun. I'm teasing. Go ahead. All right. How about the Sistine Grapple? <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. Uh, that's good. Getting back to Kenny. I heard on uh, first take this morning, you guys are saying Bortles. They're saying that love's going to start. How true that is, I don't know. I agree with Paul. There's no way in the world there's going to be a quarterback controversy. One Once Mr. Rogers, if it's one week or two weeks, and he clears this, uh, this COVID protocol. So that's my take on that. I'm, Ken, well, you know what, Kenny, I got to add something because I'm just going to like this. Uh, oh, wait, Ken Beelan's asking a name for sis or a signature move. No, a name for sis. But um, I'm going to say this. Sis, one of our really good friends, Mikey the Mush, right? What is he okay. calling you? What, what's his nickname for you? Um... Eddie the what? Oh, Eddie the Butcher. Eddie the Butcher, right, Paul? So if he's Eddie the Butcher, he's also a Bama fan. I'm going to call him the Bama Butcher. That's what I'm going to call him. Paul, let me ask you a question. What's what's Kurt's nickname? Uh. Everybody's picking on me and Kenny. What's Kurt's nickname? He's not like a wrestler. Be- Kurt's one of those managers. Yeah, he's the guy. He's the guy with the cane. Okay, I got yeah, like Freddie Blassie in a hat. Right, Freddie Blassie. Freddie Blassie. (laughs) Yep, with the sparkling jet with the with the sparkling jacket, and I right and the big sunglasses and the sunglasses. I got okay. (laughs) You guys, what were your thoughts on 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 it, Kurt? Wait, say this again. What you asking about the uh, the Jordan Love? Yeah, what? does he have a chance to beat the Chiefs? Um, yeah. I saw, I mean, I saw the uh, – I'll ask this question since it was put in the uh, interactive for the audience. Does Jordan Love have a chance to beat the Chiefs? Yeah, I do. I'm, again, I'm not 100%. I, I don't think he can do it Aaron Rodgers style, throwing it 40 times a game. But if they could run the ball, yeah. By the way, Beelan's saying his name for you, Sis, is Sis the Scissor. Need one more cut on my lawn before the major frost. <laughs> um, yeah, Kenny, you know what? Listen, uh, hey. That's good. Can he beat them? I, yeah, again, run the ball, you know, do short passes. But, um, yeah, I, I think, listen, you watch the Giants. Giants were right there in a must win for Kansas City in their house yep. on prime time. They were. And like yep. Sis said, 
they were primed to get beat. I mean, the Chiefs aren't the Chiefs anymore. And right. yeah, I think he could beat them. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I agree. I'm not going to add much to it. Just play a little defense. And uh, we're going to get into the Giants in a minute. So we'll talk about the Chiefs. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree. I think that, that anybody can beat the Chiefs. Sis. Again, like Kurt said, you know, we we should have won that game. That that game came to me as a, as a former coach. That game came down to coaching at the end. That's just again, that's my opinion. Watching that game, we were the better team that night. Even though we're all Giant fans, me, you, and Paul. Again, you, you, you can't. These are the kind of games you can't lose. These are the kind of games you can't lose. So, I agree. And Paul, real quick on that. So you have a chance yeah. to beat the Chiefs. Um, if they had their full contingent of receivers and, uh, and, and their players for love, I would say possibly, but you know, Aaron Rodgers is one thing to have Jordan love play without their, their starting receivers, their tight end out now. I, I, I don't think he has too much of a chance. That's a, that's a good point that I didn't, didn't think of there about the receivers. Uh, two more quick injuries I want to touch on in about three or four minutes, guys. We'll do uh, the big one in Tennessee. I'll start with Kurt, Paul, Sis, Derek Henry. Kurt, Titan signed Adrian Peterson. They're saying six to ten weeks. Do you think it's going to be longer? What are your thoughts with Tennessee? They're in a weak division. You, you know what, though? But he's the one single guy that makes that team, like, you know, like they're, they're, I I know Tannehill, they get down a lot and they start throwing and stuff. But what makes Tennessee, Tennessee is when they just line that beast up and then just they come downhill running yep. that ball with him. Yep. And it's He's different, you know, like yeah. that's why people were like, well, what about Melvin Gordon? And what about they're not the same player as him. You know, he's he's a different animal. It's going to hurt him. It's going to, you know, it helps their division's not great. They're, you know, what are they, six and two? But it's gonna if they don't get him back, especially near the postseason, they're not gonna be the same. I agree, and Paul. Yeah, I mean, I agree with Kurt, and um, and echoing in my ears is what Sis always says. It's always about scheme, and their scheme is to run the ball with Henry. Um, the defense for whoever they play in, in the next six to ten weeks, they're, they're gonna their whole scheme is gonna be not having to stop. Derrick Henry, I mean, right. look, Peterson, enough of him already. If I was if I was the Titans, I'd bring in probably a kid off their, their practice squad who has fresh legs, and I bet he can do a lot, much more, in my opinion, than what, than what Adrian Peterson can do at this point in his career. So um, it, it's going to be a totally different game without him back there. And, and let's face it, Tannehill's uh, – Tannehill's – uh, success is built, you know, probably 70% of the time because Henry is back there for him. I agree. And, uh, sis, Paul just brought up again. He brought up a great point. Adrian Peterson is done. He's over the hill. He had his payday. I would have bring a young kid in there, let him go, prove his thing. Just like the kid two weeks ago on the Browns did number yeah. one. Number two, Mr. Henry, tremendous player, but I can tell you this from playing, coaching, whatever. He's got a broken foot. He's looking at 10 to 12 weeks, which means he's not going to be able to do any type of conditioning, no contact. And to me, 
you're too far out of shape. They're they're better off letting him heal up and go next year. That again is just my opinion on that. Sis, Mr. Beelin, not not shockingly, is disagreeing with you, saying what? Peterson is better than half the NF running backs in the NFL, and behind that offensive line. The thing with Beelin, the thing with Beelin is. I love him to death, but when he starts showing that he has absolutely no clue what's really <laughs> going on in the NFL or college football, I get really disappointed. Go ahead, Kenny. The only thing I'm going to agree with on Beelin is, are we going to get 30 carries from Adrian Peterson? I doubt it. Yeah, no. I doubt it too. Are we no. going to get 20? I don't even think no. we're going to get that. But you're going to get that 10 to 15 carries from him where it matters in the trenches, goal line carries. And I'd rather have an Adrian Peterson protecting that ball than a, than a kid off the, the practice squad. That's that's the only thing I would agree with, with Beelin there, a la Frank Gore. Look how long he lasted by, yeah. by, by uh, living off that, you know, coming in and doing, getting those hard earned yards when you need it. Uh, my last injury guy, over in New Orleans, Jameis Winston lost for the year, Kurt. What are your thoughts over there? Well, I'm, surprised I'm, that, well I'm going to say this. surprised there's no new quarterback over there yet? You know what? I think they're going to go with Taysom Hill. I mean, I think he loves Taysom Hill. But when John Beelan, and again, congratulations, Beelan, on your world championship. But I'm going to say this. That team, if anybody should have said, wow, I'm calling Denver. I'm offering a two. Get me my 6-0 Teddy Bridgewater back. And when they don't call and they don't want Teddy Bridgewater, what does it tell you? They don't believe in Teddy Bridgewater. I think they're going to go Taysom Hill, and that's that offense they're going to run that with him. And I don't know if it's going to – I don't think it's going to work because it's gimmicky, but that's what they – you know, that they, listen, they ain't winning with Trevor Simeon. I could tell you that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised – uh, New Orleans had their bye already, too, but I'm still not going to be surprised. I know everybody's saying no, but I would not be surprised if Cam Newton gets a call in a week or two. I mean, better than Trevor Simeon, I would think, right? In his sleep. <laughs> so, uh, I'll go to Paul, and we'll finish with Sis, and then we'll get into the Giants. Of course, down here in Florida, we, we watched that Buck Saints game, and don't think I wasn't thinking of Kurt watching oh, Tre- Trevor Simeon watch, uh, playing that whole game. I mean, that was a horrible injury to Jameis, and, and I'm sure you probably saw the, the replay, and it, it was terrible injury. Um, I, I'll tell you, I, I saw Simeon play the kind of game that he probably played a lot for you guys, only he, he just – couldn't take it to the next level. Yep. I think I think if Sean Payton gets that from him and sprinkles in a little uh, Taysom Hill, I think they'll be satisfied with that at this point. Uh, I don't think anything more, anything less is what's going to be expected from anybody uh, other than what that their, their responsibility can be at this point. I, I don't think, you know, they know who a guy like Simeon is. He's not, he's not going to be a, you know, Drew Brees, he's not going to be uh, anything more than, than who he is. So um, I, I think that's what they're, they're going to expect from him, and, and that's what he'll, he'll, uh, he'll get from uh, 
a combination of Simeon and, and Hill. And Sis, your thoughts on it real quick. I think um, Paul, uh, he, he pretty much nailed it. Um, again, get to the end of the season if you're Denver, clean house, start fresh next year. And I just want to throw in Mr. Beelan. I hope before the holidays that you shave that beard because you're starting to look more and more like Fidel Castro. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, talking about injuries, I think it's only fit that we talk about our injured team, the New York Giants and the, each week we bring Paul on to talk about our Giants and uh, Kurt. I depressing, know you depressing, the, isn't it? Run it. <laughs> I'm sorry. You usually run it with Paul's notes and uh, Paul, forgive us. We uh, we're still getting used to our time change, so we ran a little late. So we got roughly about ten minutes. So we may have to try and squeeze this in in about ten minutes before we have that's to go fine. Off the air. That's uh, fine. That's, we'll do our best to get everything in. That's all right. Again, just real quick in your notes, Paul, in a very winnable game, the Giants once again handed a victory to the opposition and handed themselves another Groundhog Day loss. Uh, Again, let count the ways. More more dumbass penalties, more injuries, awful time management, horrible conservative red zone play calling, more turnovers. It sounds sounds like the same exact thing, right? your question was, what is the definition of giant, quote unquote Giants insanity, Paul? How would you answer that? It, it, you know, it, it comes down to doing the same things over and over that you that I just listed and expecting to get different results. And, you know, Sis mentioned it earlier on a different segment. It comes down to coaching. And it, it's just, you know, I'm, I, I want to give Judge every opportunity to succeed. But when the same things happen game after game after game, undisciplined, stupid penalties at the, the most inopportune times, uh, disorganized, unprepared, it seems like. It, it, it's the frustration of being a fan is, is just, you know, aggravating, believe me. Uh, and getting back to getting to your question, talking about Judge, the next question, which interested to hear, will Joe Judge at the end of his coaching career be closer to Hank Stram's career or closer to, oh, this is bad, Ray Hanley's career? <laughs> I just want to add one thing one? real quick to, to Paul. With the, the, the play calling it just drives me crazy. I wasn't watching because I was working. I was listening. And to me, it did look like they did not utilize Daniel Jones. A couple weeks ago, they're rolling him out. He's got 94 yards rushing. Now he's a pocket passer. He's not doing any of that this week because Jason Garrett's play call. And that's where it's got to start. Like, you're with Shermer, Kurt. I'm with Jason Garrett. Yep. Yeah, I'm done with him. And I know Sis is too. Paul, do you, do you know what um, Judge's record is right um, now? It's... At this time last year, it was 1-7, but go ahead. Right. Total, it's eight and sixteen in his career. You got it exactly. Eight and sixteen, and then they're comparing him to Bill Parcells first couple of years. No, for that enough. I don't want to hear that. No, exactly. He's not even. He couldn't carry his shoes on the field. Yeah. No. No. What was uh, Paul thing with Hank Stram and Ray Hanley? Is is Joe Judge when he's all said and done? Where is he going to be closer to? Which one? He's, he's going to be. 
he's going to be standing right next to McVay, who was the head coach when I tried out with the Giants. He was the head coach. He'll be standing right next to his record because he was worse than Ray Hanley. Terrible. <laughs> Paul, what about you? You, that's why. Yeah. What, I mean, what can he say? Listen. Uh, I said because he cut I, you, I said. That's right. <laughs> made the you're biggest right. mistake of his life. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Hank <laughs> Strand's one of the greatest NFL coaches. It, it would take a, a miracle for this guy to be anywhere closer to Hank Stram right now than than Joe than uh, than Ray. Again, he couldn't carry Hank Stram clipboard on the field. All right, Paul's got a couple of quick hitters, which I think are which are really great questions. We'll all be able to answer this, and I'll uh, I'm, I can't answer the first one, but I'll ask Paul. We'll go around. Louder fans, Nick fans in the Garden, or Chief fans in Arrowhead, Paul. I've been to the Garden. I've been to playoff. Nick fans, as you guys know, and MSG is just an unbelievable environment. So I'm going to sound like a homer, but I'm going to go Nick fans. Um, I just think Kansas City, maybe because there's 80,000 of them. But uh, yeah. I'm going to go Nick fans, too, because that place is just that place is rocks. Uh, sis. No, there's no doubt about it. The Knicks fans. Kenny. Yeah, it's the Knicks because only fitting fifteen to twenty thousand in there, and the noise that they can make in that in the garden. Alex, first one. F- better food: Kansas City barbecue or New York style pizza? I don't eat barbecue, so my answer is easy: New York pizza. Paul. Um, being in Florida, pizza is one thing we miss down here, but the pizza is awful. So uh, I'm gonna say New York style pizza. Kenny. Being here in Maryland now, pizza's terrible. They put crab on pizza down here, so I'm going New York style pizza too. Mr. Sis. El Campino's barbecue in Cranford. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Beelin saying barbecue and Beelin saying Giants, a uh, garden hands down the Chiefs cheat and use the sound system. A uh, couple more minutes, I'll get another one. Here's a good one. Better tight end, Paul. Travis Kelsey or Mark Bavaro? Oh God, it's not even close. <laughs> not even Maybe close. let Cisco. <laughs> Go ahead, Cisco. Yeah, he played with a broken jaw at halftime. <laughs> he came out and went on the field. That's all I'm going to say. Kelsey, <laughs> Paul. As uh, as Bill Parcells once says, "Boy, that Bavaro, that's a scary guy." I'm going with Mark. Kenny. I'm going Bavaro, but if you go in numbers, it's Kelsey. But if but all around, it's Bavaro. Okay, um, just looking real quick. We have like two or three minutes left. Ba, ba, ba. Paul, who deserves the blame? Who deserves blame for the loss on Monday? Offense, defense, Joe Judge, all of the above. The team and coaching staff does not know how to win games. C and E, because I don't know, think they know how to win and judge takes a big F on uh, losing that game. I mean, I know we're running out of time, but how can someone explain to me how they didn't call timeout late in the game when the Chiefs had the ball with a chance to stop the clock? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm screaming. It it makes you want to cringe. I agree. Makes you want to cringe. Yeah, I agree with Paul. 
All right, and I got one more question that I love this. It's a bonus question, and uh, I'll read it word for word. Paul says, and you know what? Belin's part of this because Belin, uh, this just happened to him. So our teams have won multiple Super Bowls. Kurt, you've won three, the latest in 2015. We have won four Super Bowls, one in each decade until the 2020s, until the 2020s. With the Braves winning the World Series for the first time in 26 years and the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl two years ago, their first win in 50 years, my question is this. Philosophically, would you rather be a fan of a team who wins a Super Bowl once every 10 years or so like the Giants who have been bad for years but make those runs like 27 I'm sorry 2007 and 2011 or be a fan of a team like the Braves who win constantly year after year make the playoffs but fail to win the championship or win every 25 years or so I'll answer that with this Paul because I said this in 2015 and I said it to our great friend Briggs I said Briggs at it was at um oh my god Mustang Harry's in the city. I said, if we win this Super Bowl, if we can have this Super Bowl today, I don't care if we're bad for the next 10 years. And you know what? I still feel that way 100%. I'll take that Super Bowl championship. I'll worry about the next 10 after that. But give that to me. I'll be bad for another 10. Win one. Be bad for another 10. So that's my part. Paul, what about you? It's I hear you, Kurt. But sitting here where we won 10 years ago and here we are 10 years later and every year it's been awful. It's so hard to go year after year and not have an opportunity to at least win or win consistently. And hey, don't, don't get me wrong. I love 2007, I love 2011, but if I can have a team that could win year after year after year, be contenders, at least show up and have some winning records. Th- that to me would have some consistency and I-, I would love that. And then every once in a while, if they go on a run like they did in 2007, fantastic. Sis, what about you? Every year consistently win or you want the Super Bowl, you'll take 10 back. No, seasons. no, I, I, I want I want to see them be competitive. You know, you got to be realistic. You're not going to win the Super Bowl every year. You're not going to make the playoffs every year. But this team has not been consistent for the last seven years. They haven't. There's no there's no juice there. Again, like real quick, Paul said it before. You're watching a game. This guy's calling timeout. Like, what are you doing? You're a professional coach. Hey, you know what? There's a there's some professional listen, you guys are aggravated. I'm very aggravated because if you watched that fiasco, Denver's up seven points the other night. First down, they almost they hand it off. They they almost fumble. Second down, the other um, Washington has two timeouts left. No, they have one timeout left or two timeouts left. Two timeout left. They call a pass play. He throws the ball instead of falling down. What are they doing? Why are you calling a yep. pass play? Just yep. and then they run it again and they fumble the ball. That yep. that right there. So how you feel with Joe Judge? I feel with Fangio. Bad right. coaches are bad coaches. Kenny finishes yeah. up with that. I'm, I'm doing the. I'm taking the one every ten years because I'm looking at my baseball team, the Yankees. They're in the playoffs every year, and I'm just aggravated with them every year. This year they didn't even make the playoffs. So if you can give me a Super Bowl once every ten years, I'm signing up for that because that'll be 
I get to see my team win, you know, another, hopefully I'm 46. Hopefully I get to see him win another three to four Super Bowls. Well, I'll tell you this. We're all Nick fans, right? I'll tell yeah. you this. Kenny, we're, I'm 40. I'm going to be 47, right? In a couple of weeks. I'll be 47. November 22nd. November 22nd. I'll tell you right now. Just say I live to 97. I don't think I will, but just say I live to 97. I, I swear to God. If the Knicks can win a championship in the next three years, I don't care if they ever win one again. I don't care. I want to see one. I want one. 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 That's it. I agree I with care. you, Kurt. I agree with you. I don't care. From all the heartache that team has caused from when I was in seventh grade on, I want one. I want to experience one in this city, in the garden, in New York. I want one. And then you know what? Not that I don't care, but I will trade it. I'll trade it and say, I'll sign right now. We will never win another one. If I get one, I'm signing my name. Paul, you signing your name for that? Absolutely. I mean, it's funny. Sis, you're as old as I am. The funny thing is, one in 69, 70, and then 73, 72, 73. I remember those. And you never expected those were the last championships that they were. Yeah. yeah. As crazy as that sounds. They're 100%. I mean, I go back to Del Schaffner and why he did all. You know, I, I'm not trying to be funny, and I know we're on we're out of time, but Giants, I think, are going in that same direction. Like, I think I may have seen the last Super Bowl for them in a long time. Hope yeah, I'm but wrong. You guys, but we'll yeah, see. but you guys seen what? Four. Yeah. Yeah. How about yeah. poor Beelin? Borley yeah. Beelin's only seen an AFC championship loss. What? Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. By the way, uh, Beelin. Real quick, my last thing with the with, with I know we're out of time, Kurt. I just okay. wanted. A nice prediction on the Giant game next week. I'll start. I think I'll say this. If the Giants don't beat Las Vegas this week at home, with Las Vegas' troubles, we talked about it earlier, Henry Ruggs and everything else going there, John Gruden still. Gettleman, Judge, Garrett, they all need to go. I know we won't do it until the end of the season, but they are gone if they can't beat Las Vegas this week. Giants 31, Vegas 20. Paul, there's nothing that I'm watching week after week that at this point is telling me they're going to win on Sunday. Maybe I'm wrong. Let's hope I'm wrong. But there's no consistency. There's no week-to-week consistency. So all I can say is I don't think they'll win. But, hey, you know, that's why I don't bet. Seth? Yeah, I echo Paul's words. There's no consistency. Every week, you don't know who's coming to play. So I, I don't know if they win or lose. I'm going to watch the game, obviously, but I'm not going to make a predicament on the game. No. Sure. I think, I don't know. The Raiders impressed me. I saw the same situation with the Gruden thing. They came down to Denver, beat the hell out of Denver. So, you know what? I, I, I'm listening. They lose their best weapon. They're re- listen, they're resilient, though. And, um, like you guys are saying, Giants aren't inconsistent. I, I, I'm i going to take the Raiders. I hope the Giants are going to root for the Giants, but I would say the it's Raiders just, win by a field goal. That's Kenny, a tough thing in to overcome Kenny. as a team when you lose a player like that. That's a tough Kenny. thing to overcome. I will say that. And that team's got to travel east. But a close and by Kenny, in 1992 and 1993, who was the white tornado to play for Garfield in the backfield? I don't know. Kurt Valenti. <laughs> the white tornado. You went you went to school with him and you didn't even know he played I know. He didn't know. at Garfield. He didn't That's know. That's pathetic. That's pathetic. <laughs> Closing thoughts, Kurt? 
Yeah, I'll start my closing thoughts. Like, I, I, I've seen enough. I've seen enough. I just, I can't wait. I just keep hearing Dan Patrick said it the other day. They're gearing up for Aaron Rodgers. I just, I can't wait to, what do they call it? Black Monday, right? The day after weeks, the week, right. seven, <laughs> Black Friday, uh, Black Monday. I can't wait till I get the announcement. Fangio and the whole staff's gone. Once you get into the uh, free agency starts, Teddy Bridgewater's released. They don't sign him. And we go get ourselves a real quarterback, get ourselves a real coach, and away we go. Kenny. Paul, thank you for, for joining us this week and uh, still in our fallback uh, phase. So we're working on the kinks there and the, 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 the agenda at the time. So appreciate you being patient with us. And uh want to thank Carson for joining us earlier and everybody else. Our new format is going to be more interactive for everybody. Uh, talk about anything in private. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm echoing your words. I feel like I'm watching the same coaching staff when I yeah. watch Fangio and Shermer yeah. with Garrett and uh, Judge. It, it's yeah. terrible. Uh, something's yeah. got to change. So until it's changed, we're going to be in this uh, – same predicament each week. Sis, you get the final. No, we Paul. got Sis and Paul. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, pleasure, guys, as usual. Love being on the show. Thank you so much for always inviting me on. And Kurt, my wrestling name for you will now be the White Shadow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go Giants. Okay. My we'll closing thoughts. Move your clocks ahead over the weekend. Kurt and Jennifer, enjoy yourself in AC. Kurt, not much. You can you can go a dollar on these two numbers on roulette. Twenty-two and three. Okay. Good luck. Good luck with that. Mm-hmm. Yes, and for those and who don't know, there will be no Wits and Wager show tomorrow. We'll post picks and stuff on the webpage for yeah. everybody to watch. Yeah, sis, I'll give watch. you a shot with our picks. Kurt, okay. Kurt has a teacher's convention in Atlantic City, so he's going to enjoy himself for the next few days, and we're going to take a couple days off as well. All right. Sounds good, boys. Are you, are you going in the, what do you call down here, Kurt, you and Jen, when people go in the ocean in the middle of the winter? Oh, like the polar uh, the, plunge? The, the oh, ice man. man thing? Yeah, you guys going to do that? I can't even <laughs> jump in the shower here. Is that cold? Are you crazy? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> no All dice. Everybody have a great, great night. Thanks for joining. And uh, making Paul, our thanks first for coming format on. Paul, thanks for coming on.